Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Monday. Happy President's Day. Hey, later today, just a little while from now, we're going to have an exclusive interview with President Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States on President's Day. We're going to have that full interview for you tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast. But really looking forward to that. I have a lot of questions we want to ask him about the presidential race, about the policy, about the fact that Joe Biden was in Ukraine today, but never went to Ohio for where there was this terrible train accident where the toxins are still a great concern to the residents and leadership of Ohio and Pennsylvania, but no President Joe Biden there. It seems like Ukraine is first, America is second. That's what a lot of people on social media are saying today. Also on President's Day, an interesting tweet that's getting a lot of attention and controversy here in Washington, D.C. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's been on the show many times. She proposed that maybe the best thing we could do to celebrate a President's Day is to begin the process of dividing the country into breaking up the United States so that there's a red United States that is symbolized by the likes of Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis and Kristi Noem and a blue state, which is made up of all those big blue cities that continue to let criminals out and of all the blue states that are high taxes, high regulation, low economic growth, places like California and New York and Maryland and others. That's an interesting idea. A lot of people are paying attention to that today. I'm not sure we want to break up the great United States of America, but maybe some people are so frustrated by the very different approaches the two political movements in this country have that that's becoming at least a topic of discussion. Maybe there's a resolution far short of that, but that is definitely is getting a lot of attention in the space today. So let's keep an eye on that. We've got a great podcast for you. Oh, by the way, I want you to check out an exclusive investigative story I broke with Nick Balassi this morning. This is an important one. I think this has the potential to be another political scandal. The Pentagon is acknowledging that the Air Force improperly leaked to a Democratic opposition research firm. How many times have we heard Democratic opposition research firms getting in trouble? 
the Pentagon illegally or improperly leaked the private personnel files of at least a dozen military members to this Democratic opposition research firm, which was paid more than $100,000 in the last election from the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, the arm that of the Democratic Party that funds Democratic House candidates. This comes in a letter obtained by Just the News from the House Armed Services Committee Chairman Mike Rogers and the House Oversight Chairman James Comer, two men we've had on this show before and certainly a lot more to be found out about that. But weaponizing the personnel files of military members to the benefit of the Democratic Party. A lot of concern about that. It seems like a new weaponization of government today. The dialogue here is really, really interesting, and we really need to keep an eye on it. When you see this, one of the people whose files were improperly obtained by this Democratic-linked research firm was that of House Republican candidate in 2022 in Indiana, Jennifer Ruth Green. We've had her on this show. Jennifer Ruth Green, her files were leaked. And why is that sensitive? Because inside her files was a private piece of information about how she had been sexually assaulted when she was in the U.S. military. That's the sort of thing that should never get leaked. And Democrats who claim that they're the Me Too party should never have exploited it like what came out in Politico last summer about Jennifer Ruth Green. We've had her on the show. She's talked about what it was like to be victimized a second time by the leak of those documents. She's a straight shooter and one that likes to address things head on. We're going to try to get her back on the show later this week. But today, a lot of questions, not a lot of answers yet, but two House committees, Armed Services and Oversight, are on the case. This is an egregious, egregious Particular political scandal, a political ethics issue for Democrats and their research firm, at least according to the Republicans who are investigating it. And we have that story on Just the News today. So, all right, folks, we're very exciting day ahead of us. We've got a lot going on in the lineup today. We've got two rock stars coming on. We're going to start the day with Tom Fitton from none other than Judicial Watch. He has an extraordinary amount of news breaking on the Forefront some lawsuits targeting censorship, some lawsuits targeting COVID-19 and vaccines. We're going to get caught up with Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch and all the good work his team does there. And then former Congressman, former House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes is going to be on the show. Amanda and I had a great conversation with him in the last couple of days just before he left Congress. He launched a detailed investigation into the ways American companies were facilitating Chinese agenda here in America, whether it was related to espionage or funding of Chinese military companies. We're going to revive that. Devin Nunes is one of the few people who has led on the China threat going back way before the spy balloon episode. And he's going to tell us why it's important, why the new House Committee on Chinese Influence should take a lead from the great report he put out that I broke about a year ago on the site. So that's our show today. Tom Fitton, Devin Nunes, back-to-back on President's Day Monday. So excited you can join us. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch will be up first. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back, everybody. Much like House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan and Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, our next guest is as active as ever in exposing government and holding bad, corrupt actors accountable. Between he and my co-host, I'm pretty sure they account for at least 90% of FOIA records requests. Uh, in the last few days, especially Judicial Watch has had numerous bombshells that we are able to discuss tonight. Here to talk about it all right now is Tom Fitton, who serves as the president of that very organization. Tom, great to have you back. Hey, good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Okay, the, this latest dump, 500 pages or so regarding the Secret Service assisting Hunter Biden involving the disposal of this possibly illegal firearm that he had. This was at a time when when neither he and nor his dad were uh, experiencing the protection of the Secret Service. Is this in any way appropriate? Well, uh, the big question is, what was the Secret Service doing? And they weren't providing him protection at the time. And the reporting is, and including Hunter's text messages uh, or you know his email communications, show uh, that his um, you know then girlfriend, uh, the widow of his brother, uh, got ticked at him for some reason, took a gun and threw it in a dumpster nearby. And uh, according to both Politico, to the Blaze, and as I said, Hunter seems to suggest this as well, the Secret Service and the FBI went and vacuumed documents from the store from which he purchased the weapon. And so we asked for documents about this from the Secret Service. Uh, we got the runaround. I think they said they had documents, and then they said they didn't have documents, and then they said they did have documents. So we um, sued. We got the records, as you note the other day. And the records don't answer the question one way or another. They suggest that uh, they were looking at the reporting. One official said, well, did, why did we do this? We didn't have, you know, we weren't providing him protection. Did we do a favor? And then the official response to a political reporter who was writing a story on this was there were no records of uh, this taking place. Uh, on top of that, though, uh, he asked for further clarification. Did anyone go over to the store? And they didn't want to expand beyond their official comment. So you have to wonder, did something happen on, uh, you know, in a way that wouldn't have created records? Uh, and certainly now uh, there's issues about whether the FBI was involved as well. Uh, just a curious set of circumstances. Don't you agree? We do indeed. There's no doubt about that. Um, Tom, I want to ask real quickly, uh, it's been a, a known rule here in Washington forever, you don't use the military for political purposes. They're there for our nation's security, and that's it. 
But Joe Biden used those Marines in that famous Red Wall speech last summer. You have filed a lawsuit to try to compel the Pentagon uh, to find out the circumstances in which those Marines ended up in that video, in that very partisan, hateful speech. Tell us the status. I think it's going to be one of the big lawsuits of 2023. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope everyone remembers that speech. It was awful. Uh, you know, he was before Independence Hall, and I think they had purposely uh, set up the, um, uh, you know, set up the lighting as such to be intimidatory. And, but frankly, it just had echoes of dictators from, uh, you, know, uh, you know, 50, 60 years ago. It was, tr it was truly awful for a, the president of a republic to engage in that type of speechifying, uh, which was designed to uh, paint a target on Trump and all of his other political supporters and anyone who opposed uh, Biden. Yeah. Uh, you see the picture there. And behind him were two Marines, at least two Marines, if I recall correctly, uh, that raised objections immediately among folks who watch, uh, uh, watch this issue and are sensitive about the use of the military for political purposes. You know, so we asked for the documents about, tell us what happened here. Was there any involvement? Um, who was communicating with the White House? You know, basic information. And, you know, how many documents could there possibly be about this? It was one one incident, one issue. Uh, we've got the runaround. So now we're in federal court. So that whatever the Pentagon doesn't want to turn over, you're willing to violate FOIA law to force us to sue in order to uh, keep the, those documents secret. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. I want to shift gears because I'm, I'm about four hours from Vegas, depending on if I uh, speed. And we're used to hearing the phrase, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We're not used to hearing that type of secrecy, though, with respect to vaccines and COVID. Uh, but you filed for some records from the HHS and found this confidentiality agreement between the United States and the UK regarding vaccine adverse events. It seems like that's the type of information that the American people and the British people would really want to know. So why why were they so uh, apt to keep it quiet? Well, uh, they were talking about anaphylaxis responses, adverse events related to the vaccine, and they were sharing information with um, the, the UK, their UK counterparts. Uh, and it was an important agency within the public health establishment involved, at least on our end, in uh, advising on the vaccine. And so they were exchanging information and both sides were very concerned uh, about the confidentiality agreement they had. And I read this and I said, well, what do you mean? What confidentiality agreement? Why are we engaged in a secret deal to keep secret information about adverse events related to the vaccines? I just think it's troubling. And, um, you know, the document speaks for itself. What is this secret agreement? And it's not the first time we've seen this. Uh, back when COVID first emerged, uh, we uncovered documents showing there was a um, an agreement with the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese had dictated terms of secrecy in an agreement in exchange for our ability to go over there. And it looks like look at uh, what information they had on the virus at the time. Obviously, they weren't terribly forthcoming, so there wasn't much maybe to keep secret. But first, we have the Chinese communists keeping uh, basically entering into an agreement uh, with our government officials to keep material secret about the COVID. And now it looks like when it comes to vaccine adverse events, there's a confidentiality agreement that no one previously knew about with the United Kingdom. Uh, it is troubling. 
Yeah. Real quickly, Tom, I've got about 30 seconds. Secrecy, censorship, all the things our founding fathers never intended the American government to be involved in. How do we start turning the tide on this? Well, we need to ban the government. Uh, I think the law already prohibits it, but we need to be explicit that these agencies shouldn't be able to communicate with third-party groups to censor American citizens. Funding for those efforts need to be cut off. Uh, we've seen recently that there's been funding of these groups through the State Department to target little old Judicial Watch, for instance. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, former House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes, he has a lot to say about the China threat. He did a very important precursor investigation that I think is going to be the roadmap for the new House Chinese threats investigation led by Congressman Gallagher of Wisconsin. We're going to have Congressman Nunes on the show right after this break. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back, America. Our next guest was one of the most effective members of Congress serving as the House Intelligence Committee chairman. You know what he did. He unraveled the Russia collusion story and he set Congress on a path to understand what China was doing in the United States using corporate America to uh, further its plan to become the premier superpower economically and military in this country. Joining us right now is the former chairman of the House Intelligence Committee and the current chief executive officer of the Trump Media and Technology Group. That's the group that runs one of my favorite social platforms, Truth, Devin Nunes. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Great to be with you guys. It's been a while now since I refreshed myself on this, but uh, after you unraveled the Russia collusion uh, narrative in America, you started to focus on China and particularly their military involvement across the globe and how they often used American relationships, companies, technology to get what they wanted. That is, I think, today even more relevant than any point in history. Tell us a little bit about what you found and what you left behind for your colleagues to keep pursuing. Well, look, to be fair, we actually started this investigation way back and even the Pete Hoekstra days, followed by Mike Rogers, two Michigan guys, right. both chairmen. We continued that investigation into China. And you may remember one of the things that we unraveled back in the day was that these Chinese telecom companies were giving great deals. Matter of fact, almost free deals underbidding. Uh, across not only in the United States, but around the globe, the ability to go in and set up equipment for telephones, telephone equipment for the transmission of communications. Mm. We ran that investigation. We were way ahead of the intelligence agencies who didn't want to take on either the Chinese companies or the U.S. companies who were involved. And and we let the American public know that. And now I think just in the last couple of years, they said, oh, wow, these Chinese telecom companies are bad. 
Now, look, we continued that at first with Adam Schiff. Then, of course, you know, he became under the spell of, of, of Putin and Ukraine and all of these conspiracy theories and the narratives that they built in order to take out President Trump. And so our, our investigation kept going, uh, but it did slow down after the Russia, after we kind of, you know, exposed the Russia hoax. We then went in and said, okay, we've got a lot of U.S. investment, this big flow of money. Every month somebody gets paid, you know, a teacher gets paid, a public employee uh, union member gets paid. The money flows into these big financial institutions. And then those institutions are making investments all over the globe, which it just so happens that one of the most profitable places to be is China. And so we set up at the time an investigation to look into these U.S. companies that had huge investment portfolios in China. And we had begun that process when I left. Now, I think the good thing is, is that Congressman Gallagher, yeah. Republican from Wisconsin, is now heading up the um, uh, this new committee on on China. And so I'm hopeful that uh, that he's going to be able to continue this work. And hopefully, if the U.S. companies don't respond, then, you know, they would be subpoenaed and they would sit for depositions and you have to go through the paperwork, all the things running a, a basic investigation. But I, I do think kind of the work that Republicans laid from the time of Hoekstra onward has now resulted in this China, special China committee. And hopefully, look, it's supposed to be bipartisan. We'll see if that's the case. I, I have my doubts, but I do think that Congressman Gallagher is very, very bright uh, guy, great background. Uh, his, you know, I, I enjoyed working with him. Yeah. I had always great interactions with him, and I think he understands the threat very well. Rising star, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And and you did such important work, but I think that there is still a lot of work to be done. We had Senator Marsha Blackburn on the show yesterday, and she talked about this multifaceted attack of China not just on our country, but something that you revealed their influence in Africa and how they yeah. are using that to kind of uh, exploit their world trade influence to achieve uh, more global power in that respect. Can you expound a little bit more on that? Because a lot of people might not have remembered you doing that. Yeah, probably the, the you know, how I first started looking at, at this was you were, as we started to see these stories about these major uh uh, kind of Chinese mini cities that were being set up in, in these countries. And one of the things that I always thought was important for members of Congress to do, especially for on the intelligence committee, was to get out to and around the globe, whether you're working with allies or even adversaries, but don't just go to the, go to the capital cities. You really needed to get out and look at the industry, look at the industrial base, look at the agriculture. You need to get, you know, as far away from the capital as possible of a foreign country. And you began to learn a lot of interesting things and what uh, we learned, you know, but back in, I mean, this even started, you know, back in the, in the, in the mid to late 2000s and you started to see massive Chinese investment and they would move an entire people like, and, and I think in one case, I remember seeing a, a little city with walls and everything with, with what was said at the time, the, the foreign country uh, leadership told me there was 25,000 Chinese that were there. And now look, they were building roads. They were looking, investing in mining and things of that nature. But the concern way back then was, was, was most importantly that they were, they were looking for access to not just the obvious, which would be things like oil. Uh, but also they were looking at, at these, these rare earth elements. Now, why were they looking at that? Because they knew that in order to have a, a 
computer-based economy with, with computer chips and all kinds of electronics, you need these rare earth elements. And so they were, they were finding, locating, sending in Chinese, building out this, this industrial capacity in order to mine those rare earth elements and take them back to China so that they can then sell us things like, oh, I don't know, microchips and solar panels, things of that nature. So, and then look, they got much worse from there. I could go on and on, but I think those are the, the, the most important issues at the highest level is, you know, they were doing this a long time ago. We knew about it. Uh, and, and now, you know, I think we're putting ourselves at a major disadvantage, you know, trying to play catch up, trying to build chip manufacturing here in the United States. But also what still hasn't, be dealt, hasn't been dealt with, the Trump administration tried to do it. But we have a lot of rare earth elements here in the United States that we are not willing to actually go and try to get out of the ground and, and permit the mines to operate. And I think that's going to be a big problem going forward because we're going to be reliant on some real adversarial countries like China, Russia, and, and others. Well, Congressman, you've reminded us time again, we keep playing into the hands of the Chinese at the American government level. You've been one of the clarion voices to make sure we don't go down that path. You've been right time and time again. So grateful you could join us today. We're going to get you back on to a lot more conversation about China in the days ahead. And I also want to get an update next time on True Social. But thanks for joining us, my friend. Great to be with both of you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, thanks for listening on President's Day. A happy President's Day to you. A big thank you to Tom Fitton and Devin Nunes for having an important role here in this podcast today. A lot of food for thought, a lot of facts. Tom Fitton with some very important lawsuits targeting things that the Biden administration are doing that we didn't know about. So an exciting day all around. Have a great rest of your President's Day. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the holiday. Tomorrow, we'll be back with a special interview with the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. He'll be coming up tomorrow. We can't wait for that. Until then, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. 